This is Brand and New from the International Trademark Association. This podcast series explores changes and dynamics in the legal world, now and tomorrow, with a focus on intellectual property. I am Audrey Dove. Welcome to Brand and New. Lots of brands publicly support social causes such as sustainable development, women's rights, or research against cancer. However, very few are the brands who build their identity on social values from the very beginning, such as the company Tom's that has been selling shoes and sunglasses worldwide for the last 13 years. Its philanthropic values preceded the development of the brand that became famous for its one-for-one program, giving away one pair of shoes to a shoeless child for free for every pair sold. And today, Tom stands for even more than that, offering customers the opportunity to choose the areas they want to stand for with their purchase, such as mental health, safe water, ending homelessness. And this is precisely the purpose of the Stand For Tomorrow online program. And with this initiative, customers are somehow actively partnering with Tom's to support a social cause they pick up. These trailblazing actions are managed by Jessica Murray, the Global Intellectual Property and Corporate Social Responsibility Director of Tom's, who has spent her career protecting brands across various sectors, such as luxury goods and hospitality. She will tell us more about what makes brands built on social values so different from others, and what her two hats, IP and CSR, imply in practice. Jess, can you tell us more about the special relationship developed between a brand based on social values like Tom's and its customers that look like a very engaged community? Absolutely. So Tom's started in 2006. And in 2006, a company that was going to make products and give something away was revolutionary at the time. And this idea that we would sell a shoe and we would give a shoe was really unique. As the brand grew, uh, its popularity grew, of course, as well. But this idea of consumers making an active choice became this model for so many other brands and for so many other companies to do the same, which Tom's was thrilled about because when it started this, it was, of course, a for-profit business. But the idea was really to start this type of mission-based social consciousness mission. So Tom's started with shoes and then slowly integrated more products and in time realized that we could do more and that giving shoes may not be what was the most important thing to our impact and to where we wanted to be today. And we saw there was a need to do more in, in various areas. And so just having a pulse on this need, working with so many amazing partners in the field, we've been able to change and develop our giving model to meet these current social impact needs. And regarding uh, your customers, what do they have that you would consider or you you would describe as special? Well, I think uh, the customer we had in 2006 is slightly different than the customer we may have today. because a customer today is actually much more knowledgeable and wants a brand to be much more transparent with what they're doing. They're making an educated choice. But I think what's special about Tom's is that from the beginning, we've had really loyal customers 
to this idea that you can really make a difference with a purchase. And this following, this idea that you can do good is something that is truly unique and aspirational for so many. Uh, customers want products to, to mean something more than just quality. And so I think all brands are having to ask some really difficult internal questions. I feel we've been fortunate at Tom's because we've been a slightly ahead of it um, because of our social impact. But I think it's important as Tom's to recognize that we don't always do everything right. They challenge us daily on how many shoes can you give? At what point are, do shoes not make sense for, for children? You know, that's been a criticism that we've heard repeatedly at mm-hmm. Tom's. And I think, you know, the way that the, the, the model has evolved and this like impact grants that you, you spoke about earlier, this stand for tomorrow is kind of that recognizing that there is more that we can do with our customers. Um, and they're demanding it. And we're, we're looking at this and we're, we're acknowledging that there is more that we can do because of who we are and, and how far along we are in our giving story. So just really being humble in this journey has really been something that I think that our consumers has allowed us to, to reflect on and really understand that there are things that um, we need to take in consideration when, when we are giving. You, you also talk about a constant dialogue with your customers. Absolutely. I mean, I think uh, Tom's has been, you know, very uh, social media driven in the sense that they're, most of the marketing, especially for a young company um, when it started, was really uh, it really was to have, having that that consumer interaction and, and speaking through cons- uh, social media um, and other outlets. Blake Mykoski, our founder, spoke and continues to speak to so many young people. And when he does, there's a you know, we, we listen. And trying to figure out, you know, what is that? What is that next step? It's hard. It's a very hard thing sometimes to hear the criticism. I think everyone and anyone who who's ever done something different uh, will recognize that that you you set on this path thinking you're doing things great, and then you're you you need to hear it. You need to hear that some things are not being done the way they should be. And so, um, it's really important to listen to your consumers. Um, and to experts that, you know, for example, um, when Tom started giving shoes, no one understood how difficult giving was. And what that meant was we had to ask ourselves really <laughs> important questions about impactful giving and where do you make the most impact? And we're not experts. And so we work with experts in the field. Our giving team has 76 plus NGOs that we work with and they tell us what, what the people well, need. Most often for our business has been shoes and eye, eyesight and, and so forth. But now that our model has shifted away from just shoes, we're listening to people just out in our backyard. Um, and we are moving forward with this hope to help um, women and, you know, all of these incredible causes that we feel we can have an impact on. But that comes from that dialogue. You are not only the global IP director of Tom's, you are also its CSR director, as I mentioned earlier. Merging these two roles is definitely not usual. How does this double hat mold your vision? Does it have an impact on the protection and defense strategy of this brand? To give you a little bit of background, I was hired for one role at Tom's seven years ago that was really to create a brand protection department. The company had been operating without one. 
and um, was in much need of one. So basically when I went in and I created the department that looked at both IP trademarks globally and also uh, looked very closely at our supply chain. And then that role developed because of the knowledge that I had in the supply chain. And I was already looking at our factories and I was looking at the, the way to be more efficient, but also to offer more of that protection to their product. And by doing that, I, I gained a real knowledge of our supply chain. And by doing so, asked some, some questions about, you know, how things, how we could do things better. Tom's mission is to improve lives through business. And so this idea that we need to create products that are, are working to the betterment of also the people who actually make the product. And so the, all of these kind of CSR questions became important to answer. And also in a company like Tom's, your most people who work there are there because of what we do and have this, this drive, this mission-based drive to do better. And so I was supported early on by our executive team. That's how it, it just developed into this role of dual function. As far as molding the way that I think, I want to believe that if you are true to your social mission or your environmental mission or, or, or whatever your brand stands for, uh, there's an element of authenticity that has to be there. You just can't say it. You have to walk the walk. And that is an essential important thing of brand protection. You have to protect what's authentic about your brand. So I see them a lot closer than one would actually recognize. It's, it's a little different, um, the dual function. But when you think about it, uh, this, this idea of protecting what is authentic it works in both. I mean, that really truly is um, something that is um, a function of both roles. When you have a bad factory, regardless of it is, if it's quality, if it may be not the best for its workers, very often you're going to mm -hmm. see issues of brand protection. Those are you can be the factories that may be going over time, producing products um, that aren't authorized. And, and those types of um, issues may arise in those types of factories. So we're also seeing it from that end. Bad Bad eggs are bad eggs in the in factories, and they may have very relatable issues in both. Uh, supporting many social causes means, in practice, partnering with as many specialized NGOs. Uh, how does Tom's protect its IP and other immaterial assets, such as its reputation and goodwill in this context? How do you perform due diligence on your partners? to ensure that it does not backfire and damage the company's image. Something that we created at Tom's was we created a pretty robust code that we'd like to call it. It's our standards for, for doing business with us. It goes into areas, uh, in all areas really, but it includes the, this idea of protecting the brand and creating a an environment that is both successful for business, but also successful for social impact and environment. So this code is really our words to live by in sorts. And we use this code as a starting conversation with any vendor or any partner that we work with. Um, before sure. we can have any further conversations with any partner in whatever capacity. I mean, we have them sign it. Um, we have our management, like our maintenance people sign it from a third party vendor to our marketing third party uh, vendors 
to obviously our partners in the field, our NGOs. Um, but we, we just like to create the space that this is kind of what we, what we expect from the relationship. And then of course, depending on that vendor, you're going to have different uh, needs and desires. But regardless, we have an initial conversation with them and we talk through obviously the code, but we also talk about the expectations and more about our business because we find that a lot of times it, learning more about Tom's and what we stand for helps understand wh where we're going. Um, we go through a thorough background check with every partner. Uh, we onboard each supplier uh, with a with heavy audits and visits. And we tend to want to build relationships. So the idea is that we want to press for transparency and we want to push them to acknowledge that they may not be doing everything right. For example, we have a very low threshold for working hours. Like we, we want to try very hard to keep working hours to a minimum and we plan our our supply chain plans for it, but that's very hard for some factories to do. And so we want to work with them towards that. And we ask for them to to communicate with us during that process, because um, that is where we see the greater strength in building that relationship is really through the transparency. Mm -hmm. INTA is a global association representing more than 30,000 brand owners and professionals dedicated to supporting trademarks and related intellectual property to foster consumer trust, economic growth, and innovation. Last year, Tom's received a B Corp certification. Uh, B Corps are businesses that meet the highest standards of verified social and environmental performance, public transparency, and also legal accountability to balance profit and purpose therefore supporting a, a global culture shift to redefine success in business and also build a more inclusive and sustainable economy. Circling back to IP, is there a relationship between IP management and B Corp certification? So for B Corp certification, a brand must go through a very intensive assessment. And this assessment allows for a brand to to see their business very holistically in regards to how it is impacting its mission or its business for purpose. So when Tom's did this very intensive assessment, we found our areas of strength, but also areas of improvement. And so for us, for especially as a IP holder, you're looking at your brand in a completely different way, but you're also challenged to, to that authenticity. It, it's not always easy to see the score at especially internally at Tom's, because we thought we were doing things really well. And then your score highlights areas of improvement that are essential in just being that true, more true, more authentic to your brand. Um, and, and for that, I think it really does impact your IP um, and what your brand is willing to stand for. And so those, those discussions have led to really uh, very thought-provoking brand awareness within our company and ideas mm -hmm. of where we stand in certain places and how do how do we strengthen those areas. So for example, we, we scored uh, very high in social impact and not as high in environment because you know the, the, the challenges there exist for many. But so our, our mission has been to create more of an environmental presence and to really improve on that score. And so in the, this idea of um, new IP, actually, for Tom's uh, devoted to 
the environmental causes. So based on our B Corp score and our desire to do much more for our planet, foremost, has been to kind of create this collection of products that would be really earth friendly. And we've created a whole new set of IP just to devoted to that and to really strengthen our brand and our intellectual property in that area alone. Mm -hmm. From a marketing perspective, it can seem challenging to convey messages that feed both the for-profit and not-for-profit rhetoric. At the same time, Tom's business seems precisely fueled by its philanthropy. Do you think this new way of making business may lead or may require to innovate in the way brands talk and tell stories to customers, in particular when it, it comes to the use of celebrity endorsements. We mentioned also social media earlier, influencers or the like. And what are the legal challenges these innovative marketing efforts trigger? I think this is a, a it's a huge challenge. I think we're so fortunate in so many ways um, that we are all afforded both for businesses and, and as consumers, this, this incredible storytelling vehicles. We can, we can really share these amazing storyteller adventures and, and stories are shared so much more easily than they ever have been. With that gr comes great responsibility uh, to, to speak again to the authenticity of the brands. And the moment you're allowing others to tell your story, you have to, to make sure that it remains true to, to who you are as a brand. Or, or you can get yourself in trouble, but you can also go down a path that may or may not resonate well with your consumers. As far as for Tom's, we've always have been fueled by our social impact. And we very, we've been really fortunate because many of our social media and our influencers and marketing efforts have been fueled organically. And we've never had to really look to outside influences, but that, but it's changed. I mean, like I mentioned, the, the storytelling is, it's noisy. And so to break through these mm -hmm. storytelling, you find that the, the need for influencers and celebrity endorsements and to kind of break through, through that. So although that's not my role at Tom's and I, I would hate to speak to something that is not my expertise, I will say that the one thing that we always push for is to remain true and authentic to the brand from a legal perspective. You need to be able to substantiate anything that we're saying. So really, again, let's walk the walk and make sure that we are, are staying true to who we are um, by just our mission. But I find that all brands and, and most industries have to now stand for much more than what the products they offer. And it, it is through these kind of storytelling uh, mechanisms that the, those brands get to tell their story. But in my opinion, mm -hmm. the ones that really stand out and the ones that are really authentic, if not, it just it, it, it doesn't last. It just ends up being lost in the shuffle. Just looking forward, being both at the forefront of marketing innovations based on audience engagement and business friendly CSR strategies, what do you foresee as the future trends for brands built on social values? This is this is an interesting question. I think yeah, before social impact, social value were like were buzzwords. They were trendy, and I think now CSR impact are words that are expected and absolutely demanded uh, by both society consumers. 
Um, I think that's that's something that will stay. The idea that brands need to stand for something more and something that consumers are um, demanding will, will remain very important to all brands. There will be more push even from consumers, but maybe even governments and so forth that, that will start making innovative changes. You know, we, we're lucky at Tom's because we're a global company. And so we see changes in countries that are really pushing the envelope in certain impact areas. So you asked earlier about B Corp. So part of the reason um, B Corp was really pushed for was through our European market. It seems in Europe, there's a lot more education and demand for these types of marks um, than there is in the U.S. for now. But I, I see that changing as well. So it, it really truly is driven by the consumer. But I, but I, I do see that this, it's here to stay. I also believe as it, with brand protection and intellectual property rights, part of it is really educating the consumers on the perils of these types of goods, the, the counterfeit goods, um, but also goods that are produced in ways that are that harm both society and environment. So those types of types of causes and impact levels, I think, will only become stronger and more demanding from all brands, even those of lesser price points. Thank you very much, Jess. Now I have a few rapid-fire questions. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> I'll start with the first one. Whose brain would you like to have had and why? I, I'm not sure I would like to be in anyone's head, but I think, you know, there's so many interesting people that um, do things that I can never understand. The first person that comes to mind is Stephen Hawkins. Not only for so many reasons, but I would love to be able to understand one millionth of what he is able to understand and explain. Um, so I think that's one brain. What inspires you? Ah, um, challenges. I think I, I've been um, fortunate in my life and I've been that I've met some really interesting humans um, that have faced great challenges and overcome them. You know, in an era of storytelling, as we mentioned earlier, I think it's, it's so inspiring to hear what people go through and how they overcome it and the strength that people have uh, inwardly. I think that that's always very inspiring to me. I've been very fortunate at Tom's because you meet these incredible change makers and they've they've lived some are very young and some are, are much older and and the things that they've done based on what was handed to them is, is pretty remarkable and i think that that inspires me every day mm -hmm. what is for you the next big or brand new thing hmm. you know our, the the retail market has been in such flux over the years and i think that the counterbalance is that is people are looking for that like really intimate smaller approach to, to business like really exclusive more that that idea of, of partnership and acquiring something that is truly theirs and making sense of all the noise um, so I, I see it more as this this really becoming much more of a personal it's going to be about that very small intimate exclusive product uh, that that resonate with that individual it's it's going to be much more intimate relationships with people whether it's through like this the social media connection I just always believe in extremes you know one extreme always leads to the other and we are such a, we're we so expose so much of ourselves and everything and I, I i'm curious whether it will be the other way that people will become much more private much more wanting to share but in, in a different fashion what would you have liked to invent or create oh i think i would love to have created a time machine there are so many things that i feel we could have done better and and go back i think that would be an amazing thing Thank you very much. Thank you.
My guest today was Jessica Murray, the Intellectual Property and Corporate Social Responsibility Director of the company Tom's. Thank you for listening to Brand and New, brought to you by the International Trademark Association. Be sure to tune in every two weeks on Tuesday for new episodes. If you like today's podcast, please subscribe and share it. We are always looking for new people to discover brand and new. And to learn more about INTA, its resources and events, please visit www.inta.org. 